You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 26. And today we are talking about the summer slide, how it may be a thing, but from my experience, it isn't the thing that is holding students back from achieving their goals or their potential. So this is good news if you would like your teen to step away from the textbooks this summer. And it's a must listen if your teen wants to get ahead, but wants to use their time and effort in ways that will give them maximum ROE, return on effort. And who doesn't want that? I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hello, very important parents. How is your countdown going? Because I know you are likely on some sort of countdown right now, whether it is an excited countdown or an oh my goodness, stop, time is going way too fast type of countdown. Because here in Australia, we are over halfway through the final term of the year. So we're really getting into major countdown territory for both Christmas and the end of the school year and the summer holidays as well. But I've got to tell you right now, I am not even thinking about Christmas or the summer holidays because I am currently neck deep in marking ATAR exam papers for the QCAA. We just spent two whole days doing exam marker training. And then yesterday we had the first proper day of exam marking and I marked 125 papers in a day. My goal was 80 and I smashed that out of the park, kept going and got to 125. And I think I've already done about 30 today. So this is my respite, getting to record this podcast for you. And I can tell you, I already have so much I want to share with you from this round of external exam marking already. And if you have followed me now for more than a year, you will know that I do this every year. I work with external exam boards. I do the exam board marker training. I mark hundreds, sometimes over a thousand papers, and I feed back all of my observations learnings and insights to you and your teens, all the things that I am allowed to share, I should mention. There are some things that we are not allowed to share, like any specific student responses and what's been written. And there are certain things that as markers, we can't discuss until all of the results and reports and papers are published publicly. But I can tell you that I already do have a whole list of oh, I must tell them this, (laughs) items on a Google Doc that I basically keep open the whole time alongside. And I will be recording those things on that tell them list for you next week. And I'm sure there'll be many more that get added between now and then too. So definitely keep an ear out for that on the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed or following so you don't miss any episodes. And 
when you do that, it also very handily downloads them all to your app automatically, which saves you going in and having to find them and download them one by one manually. And also right now, because you know, you can never add too much to your calendar, right? As I am recording this episode, we are also right in the middle of my Get Your Teen Ahead Over Summer event week. And so there is one particular aspect from that that I want to discuss with you here on the podcast in more detail. And that is the concept of the summer slide. Now, the summer slide is the idea that students lose a certain amount of their learning over the long summer break. And some sources say that this can be up to two and a half months worth of learning. But don't worry, this is not some sort of scare episode. And I also want to say very clearly that I am not an education researcher. I will sometimes do some additional online research or prep before making these podcast episodes or when prepping for a webinar or really just for anything that's taking my interest or I want to share with you or students. But what all of my advice or tips or insights are based on is my experience. My experience of teaching, of tutoring, of coaching students for over 16 years now. It's probably getting on for 17 across multiple states and countries. It's from my experience of working with thousands, probably tens of thousands of different high school students and of working with multiple different external exam boards, state and national exam boards in different countries and for different types of exams and coursework. So everything that I share is just what I've seen work or not work for students in a practical real-life sense. It's what I know exam boards are looking for and what they're not looking for. What I've seen students doing or not doing in classrooms, in the exam hall. I've actually also been an external invigilator, official invigilator for exams as well. I kind of just put my hand up for all things exams. I just want to get as much experience in all of this world of exams as possible. And also in their homework and in assignments. So with that said... Here's the key message that I want to share with you today. The summer slide, that loss of knowledge over the long summer break, in my experience, is a thing, but it's not the thing. And I want to unpack that a little bit with you. In my experience as a teacher, yes, students do forget some of the concepts and the how-tos and the knowledge that they've previously learnt over the summer. And yes, doing some reading or reviewing and practice of those things will help reduce that, I'm sure. But in my experience as an examiner, as a moderator, as a study coach, it's nowhere near the top of the list of things that's likely holding your hardworking teen back. If they are generally a seven or more out of 10 in terms of how they get on with learning and understanding their subject content, understanding what they're being taught in class, then overcoming or working to try and stop the summer slide isn't the thing that will give your teen maximum return on their effort if they do decide that they want to do a bit of extra study over summer or if you would like them to be doing something to get themselves ahead. Because I often describe the efforts and outcomes of students and what they're doing is like them filling up their study bucket where every bit of effort and time that they are putting in is like pouring water into the bucket. All of the knowledge that they are filling up their brain with is them filling up that study bucket. But there are holes in that bucket. Now, all of us have holes in the bucket. There's never going to be a student. I shouldn't say never. (laughs) There obviously could be 
the possibility. But there's unlikely to be a student who gets 100% of marks on every assessment that they sit 100% of the time. But those holes in the bucket are where marks are dripping out of the bottom. Sometimes they are flowing out. And these are marks that they are totally capable of getting, that they have really sort of stored up in that bucket. They were in the bucket, but they slipped out, they slipped through their fingers, they dropped out of the bottom through those holes. And so, of course, we want to plug as many of those holes as possible so that when they're putting in the effort, they're doing their classwork, their homework, learning their subject content, we want that to turn into a result that they are happy with and proud of and one that represents their true ability so that the number of marks fills up with less effort. They don't have to keep working harder and harder to try to keep that bucket full. They do still have to pour water in. They have to put in effort, but less of it is leaking out. They are getting more marks for the same effort. Or if there are lots of holes, this is where when they plug those holes, they get the missing pieces of their study puzzle, the skills, the strategies into place. They actually end up getting more marks than they used to for less effort than they were putting in previously. Because that bucket is filling up more, even though they are working less because hardly any water is now leaking out of the bottom. And what I think the idea of the summer slide represents is that they've added all this water to their bucket throughout the year. And then over the summer, some of it evaporates. Now, the amount that actually does evaporate is debatable. Like I said, some sources say it can be up to two, two and a half months of learning. More recent studies on this do show that it's less than that. But what I want to say is that for most hardworking students, that isn't the issue. Yes, some water is evaporating, but it's nothing compared to what's leaking out of the holes in the bottom of that bucket. So yes, taking steps to improve or review or get ahead on subject content may help. That may save a few drops of water over the summer. But meanwhile, all through last year and all through next year, They're going to be continuously losing marks out of the bottom of that bucket through holes that they are not plugging. And these are holes like their exam technique, the types of revision planning and actual revision strategies or activities that they're using, their note-taking systems, their essay planning systems, how they are responding to the top-level commands like analyze and evaluate. Those are the places I see most hardworking students losing marks because it doesn't take them long to get back up to speed with understanding their subject content. They can keep up in class. In fact, usually in high school, they're learning brand new topics and content anyway. Now, yes, some concepts will flow through, especially in subjects like maths or English. And I think that is why the summer slide is more of a significant thing in the earlier years, in the primary years. But really, when it comes to high school and when it comes to hardworking students who are doing pretty well or better, even just okay, the summer slide is a thing, but it isn't the thing. So why am I sharing this with you? It's because if your teen is anything like I was as a student, they may well be considering ways to give themselves a bit of an edge over the summer. They might just be feeling like they should be doing something over the summer to get them where they want to be, wherever that is for them. 
Or maybe they've been set homework over the summer. I know that often in English, especially in the senior years, students do get set the task of reading the next novel or watching the movie that they're going to be studying. And I just want them to be putting in time and effort in a way that is going to give them maximum payoff. I want them to have as much time as possible to relax and enjoy themselves, whether that is taking the whole summer off and not feeling guilty about it because what they were thinking to do turns out was never really going to give them much payoff or so that what they do have to do if they've been set homework gives them maximum ROE, return on effort. And of course, you can apply this to any time that they are going over and above what's been set for them in an effort to increase their results. I've told you before the story of me sitting in the library in the second year of my A-levels following that not so good old advice of reading around the subject, thinking that it was going to be making me a smart and savvy student who had a broad knowledge that I could then draw on for exams. And I'd ferreted through this stack of National Geographic magazines and found a case study that matched the latest topic that we were studying in geography. And I wrote two whole pages of notes on it. And yes, I did shoehorn in that case study into one of my final geography papers. And I can almost guarantee it would have gotten me no marks. Now, obviously, I cannot be certain on that. But knowing what I know now about how questions are worded and how marks are allocated, I can be 99.9% sure. And I still see this happening in students' papers. In fact, I've seen it in a couple already this year. They drop in some extra statistic or they refer to some example that they have obviously learned, but it isn't necessarily part of the curriculum or their syllabus. It isn't required in their answer. And honestly, it actually just tends to disjoint the response because it's information and it might be correct information but it doesn't match the rest of the question or even if it does match the topic of the question it's just not needed and I know this sounds harsh and maybe a bit depressing but it's true and remember I get it I did the same as a student. So I know that they're only doing what they thought all good students should be doing and only trying to get more marks just like I did. So the reason I'm sharing this is because for sure, if they are really just interested in a topic and they want to read about it and research it and learn about it, fantastic. That's just called enjoying your spare time and having interests. I'm all for it. And if your teen feels like they need to improve their subject knowledge of something they definitely will need next year, then go for it. I'm not saying they shouldn't do these things. But if they are doing something in order to get ahead, I am suggesting to first of all identify what is the leakiest hole in their study bucket. Figure out first what will give them maximum return on effort. And if it is knowledge that's holding your team back and they want to work on that over the summer, all good. But my point is they don't want to just be studying aimlessly for the sake of it, just to get that feeling of working hard because hard work does not directly equal results. More hours, more notes does not automatically translate into grades. I even remember spending a holiday one year laying on the beach reading a book called The Gaia Hypothesis just because one of my lecturers had recommended it for wider reading. So this was me even in uni being the dedicated student. So of course... I read it. Now, yes, it was actually kind of interesting. And yes, there was an element of pleasure of reading it. But did it make any difference to my study or results? No. 
Might I have still read it if I'd have known it would have zero payoff in terms of my study? Obviously, this was a subject I had chosen to take at university, so maybe it was an interest of mine. But the problem was, back then, I had no idea that I had other holes in my bucket. I had no idea about exam technique. I had no idea how different levels of commands worked. So I just couldn't make an informed decision. And I don't want that to be the case for your teen. I don't want them to just be studying for the sake of it, just going over information. So this might also be just giving them total permission to not be doing something. If the only reason that they'd be doing it is to give them a feeling of getting ahead or feeling like they are being productive. If they just feel like they should be reviewing or going over something that actually isn't going to give them any significant return on effort. So I'm not saying that the summer slide isn't a thing and subject knowledge and concepts are important, but is subject knowledge the leakiest hole in your teen's study bucket or is it something else that they could be working on understanding and learning or practicing instead? So the thing I'd love to know is what are you realizing or thinking is the thing for your teen? Not just a thing, but the thing. Send me an email, support at rocksolidstudy.com and let me know. I may have finished all the exam marking by the time this episode goes out, but if it takes me a couple of days to get back to you, then you know I am still totally zoned in on all things exams. And be sure to join me in next week's episode for more on that. But I will get back to you personally on email and I would love to hear from you what students are really missing so that I can make more episodes on the things that you and your teen need. So on that note, be sure sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And while you're there, I would love it if you could spare an extra 20 seconds and do a super quick rating and review. That would be amazing. I will see you back here next week. Have a brilliant week. Bye for now. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.